This episode of Brand Therapy is sponsored by Himalaya Botanic Toothpaste. I tried it myself and I am a fan. Sometimes using natural toothpaste can feel like a trade-off, feeling flat or bland or leaving your mouth with an unclean feeling. Let me tell you something about Himalaya Botanic, our sponsor for today's episode. I tried it. I love it. It's a toothpaste that's free from fluoride, SLS, and artificial colors and flavors, but unlike other similar toothpastes, they don't compromise on flavor or performance. Himalaya toothpaste is always bursting with foam and flavor. I tried it, I love it, and if you're interested in trying it for yourself too, get 20% off Himalaya Botanic Toothpaste on Amazon with discount code THERAPY20. Check out the show notes for more details on this episode's sponsorship with Himalaya Botanic. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Brand Therapy, the podcast where we help you position, build, and promote your brands. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. And we're so happy you're here today. Today, we are talking along the theme of what we've been talking about this month. LinkedIn a is month the topic of LinkedIn. Yes, a month of LinkedIn. It's kind of what it's been. You know, the last few months, I would say, yeah, more than a month, I've gone all in on Instagram. Instagram, Instagram has been the topic, particularly over on my YouTube channel. And we decided to switch things up and choose a new platform for us to explore. And it was really along the lines of diving in on a platform that we wanted to improve, update ourselves. So if you caught our last solo episode, we actually went in and updated my LinkedIn profile. If you want to see those changes, you totally can. Phil Palin over on LinkedIn. Today, though, we're talking about kind of, it's like we're graduating to the next level, aren't we? Yeah, this is when you get to put pen to paper. Yes, as say. we always say. They say, we say that. <laughs> they say. We say that all the time. <laughs> I try to make it like a thing. <laughs> yeah, we're putting pen to paper. And what does that mean? We're going to talk about what to post on LinkedIn. How do we even begin this? Because actually, even though I post on LinkedIn, I feel perplexed and intimidated by this. And I usually end up messaging you in days being like, what do I do? What do I post? What do we, you know, what should we post? Because there's just something about LinkedIn that makes you second guess what you should post. Why is that? Let's unpack that for a bit. Why do you second guess? Is it, are you unclear of who your audience is or trying to appeal to too many people? What do you think is going on? I think because people think of LinkedIn as a professional network, it's less freeing or it's less you think twice about what you're going to post. Is oh. this business enough? Even though LinkedIn has graduated from those days, I'd say LinkedIn now, we say, is a lot like Facebook, right? Back in the day. Yeah. So maybe you feel like there's less like creative opportunities. It's yeah. also not visual. It's not visual. Yeah. It's also strictly professional. So there are things that it would be inappropriate to talk about on LinkedIn. Yeah, possibly. But I guess an argument could be made for both sides there. Mm -hmm. So I have some examples that I'm going to share and we'll okay. read them for the podcast listener. I also have examples of my own posts that have done really well. Wouldn't you say the most important thing, though, before we analyze what works well and what doesn't is to acknowledge that you don't actually know until you try? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the principle is ultimately the same from any social media platform. 
you don't know what's going to stick until you try with your audience. There's a quote that I always use with clients. It's like so lame and I'm so repetitive with it. But without data, you're just another person with an opinion. You don't know. My favorite. It's so powerful. A real one-two punch with data. (laughs) (laughs) But I really think especially LinkedIn of all social media channels, I feel like this applies more than most because on Instagram, there's always going to be an image. You cannot post your feed without an image. And with LinkedIn, I think it's awesome just because you can be seen by so many more people than Facebook. So there's a lot more room for experimenting because Mm -hmm. you can really, really see how people react because you're getting more impressions than you would anywhere else. That's true. If you can figure out what your audience responds to on this platform, you can keep doing it or you can do variations of it. I think, well, I actually pulled up a few examples that I can share of people that that I keep an eye on on this platform. There are many, but there are a few examples I thought that speak to the types of content that do really well on LinkedIn. And maybe that first example That first example is what I would probably consider like a big announcement or a big update. Mm -hmm. Let's not call it an announcement. Let's call it update. And this is where I don't actually have my own example in this case, but I think of our friend, Catherine Gladwin, who we had on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a rock star on LinkedIn, truly. And I would consider this to be more of a story post, more of a long form text post. Yes, there is an image there, but I think that the engagement would have been just as high even if the photo of her daughter wasn't there. So let's talk about what we're we're seeing. So Catherine Gladwin recently posted a few days ago, the text goes like this. I won't read it all, but it goes like this. This one with the little uh, arrow emoji just got in, just got a first from Oxford University. It's my daughter, Chloe. And then she put the checkmark emoji, single parent household for all her schooling life, state school, poor, in quotes, post code address. She's beat quite a few odds that the statistics show to achieve all she has. And it's a lesson for everyone, I think. Really, I mean, it's written so well. And then the photo really helps. It's a photo of Chloe at Oxford University. This has, at the time that I'm looking at this, over 500 likes. 81 comments, and it continues to go up. I see you liked it. I loved it. You loved it. Yes, I gave sorry, it a you didn't heart. like it. You, you loved it. I didn't like it. it. I loved it. You loved it. And <laughs> this, I mean, this content does so well on LinkedIn. Any kind of big update, or as you said, story. Can you expand on that idea? Yeah. So just by story, I think that there's a narrative here that shows someone overcoming a challenge. And you don't necessarily need to win to tell a story. Like in this case, Chloe did win, obviously. And Catherine won by sort of by default because she's Chloe's mom. But let's say Chloe didn't get into Oxford and Catherine had posted a similar post that said that showed the odds that were against Chloe and how she didn't get into Oxford. But chin up because you tried and you can't give up on yourself. That's also a story in itself. So I think the key is to really like set the stage with where you came from or what the situation was and where you are now. And most importantly, what we can all learn from that. I like that. And actually, 
to clarify and build on what I said, we shouldn't just wait for big updates to be posting on social media. It's not just things that are happening now. It could be things that have happened in the past that you're reflecting on. Maybe you've got Mm -hmm. a good image to go with it. Let's look at one more example of Andrea Mora, who's a friend of mine. She's a student, a few of my courses. I love this post that she did two weeks ago. She put, surprise, I'm now a full-time business owner. I'm so excited to take this big leap. It may not seem like a big milestone, but if you would have met me a year ago, damn, I never thought I'd be out in the world during a pandemic and a recession pursuing my own creative endeavors. It's a great little photo of her on her laptop. 86 likes, 27 comments and counting, lots of words of encouragement. You know, update, life update, storytelling, actually. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, of course, because she's saying she's, again, setting the stage. If you would have met me a year ago versus now where I'm a full time business owner, that is showing like a trajectory of a protagonist in their own story. I think that's like setting the stage. If she had just said, surprise, I'm now a full time business owner. I'm sure the post would have been great. She would have gotten some encouragement, but it's really that context of how she got to where she is now that makes the post special. Big moments, but they don't have to just be like huge moments like getting into university. It can be any kind of reflection on your career. Like what could we, let's brainstorm something that I haven't posted before, but something I could post based on something we're doing in the business. I'm going to brainstorm. What is something that we've done this year? Let's say it has to be this year. Okay. So this year... Gross income is up 50%. It is. Thank you, clients. Month over month. Yeah. With while your team is actually smaller. Yes. Okay. That makes it better. Because if it's just about money, I would feel like I was bragging and I wouldn't want to talk about that. But no, but actually, here, here's to maybe to build on that. I, now that I'm back working my way up the mountain, can admit that I was down at the bottom of the mountain a few years ago. If we, I could tell a great story about taking one giant client on, servicing them, becoming the business I said I would never become, Mm -hmm. which is dependent on one hand to feed you. And that client eventually disappeared. Yeah. All while, by the way, I was like dealing with lots of personal issues, including a divorce. All while that's happening. And I mean, it was like, I didn't really lose anything, but there were some turbulent moments. Yeah. Of course. And I could do a post about this and I could attack it from a few different ways. I could probably get a few posts out of this. So let's write something like, Mm -hmm. we don't actually have to write it, but let's like, how would you position something like this? I would position it as, okay, given the time of uncertainty that a lot of businesses are in right now, I would say something like, maybe today has been horrible. Maybe this week hasn't been so good. Heck, maybe it's been a really tough year. All you need to know is to keep going. I don't mean to preach. And I know that we all have work to do. But I will tell you that a few years ago, I was in a really tough place. I lost my biggest client. I was in the middle of a divorce. I was trying to figure out who I was and what my place on this planet was. And it was hard. And I had no idea how things would have turned out. Flash forward three years later, my team is smaller and I love everyone that I work with. We've got fantastic clients who are beyond supportive. And as an added unexpected bonus, my income is 50% higher than last year. 
And then some sort of final words of encouragement being like, my living expenses are also lower and I'm living remotely, which is what I always wanted anyways. Yeah. And I think I would sort of sign it off being like, if you're going through a tough time, I'm with you. Just keep putting one foot after the other. You will get through this. And if you want some extra encouragement, send me a DM. I'd be happy to help. That's that's what I would write. I hate when you tag those on at the end. Sorry. I mean, I love it because they're engaging. But you have this terrible habit, by the way. Okay, it's not terrible. It's a best practice. Okay, that post is awesome. And what we're going to do is we're going to post that word for word on LinkedIn. I'm going to transcribe it. Thank you, Otter. And we're going to post it and we're going to see how it goes. But you... Okay, I call it terrible. You call it best practice. (laughs) But you invite so much engagement that I end up spending my days replying to emails... I know. I'll be like, where's this assignment? Where is this? And you're like, I'm writing back to the 300 people in my inbox. Oh, so funny. By the way, we hit a huge milestone today on our email marketing. This could be another post somehow on LinkedIn. See, just got to open the floodgates. And once you have one kind of example, so what I'm going to recommend to people, I thought it would be fun for you to actually like sit in while we workshop this. Although I don't really do anything. I just say, oh, add this. Oh, add this. And then I No, take you it. get the ball rolling, of course. Um, but, you know, whether it's just you brainstorming this, you could even take this example and use your own. Maybe it jogged a few ideas, a few memories. Try it out and let us know. Yes. So I think that's that's like, okay, so we talked about storytelling. We talked about like big moments could also be small moments. But really the key there is to tell stories. What else do we have? So I think there's also something to be said about the format of the posts that you're publishing and also the length of the posts that you're publishing. These examples are all long form text. They're all longer stories. But I think that it's important to also see how short text does. So an example of that would be just posting a quote that you love or posting a sentence. I know that you often say that I'm trying to think of what you say, like a what what's the difference between like a hobby and a brand? What's the thing you your catchphrase? Oh, well, I have a few catchphrases. A few. But, but the one this one might be um Something you love on its own as a hobby, something you do for others, or something you love paired with something others need, that's the formula for a brand or a business. Yeah. Two terms I use yeah. interchangeably. Yeah. So you could post that. I would just keep it chop like keep it at that's a brand and not even mention business for LinkedIn clarity. You could post that and that's an example of text. So that might be a little more challenging because it's like kind of one-off sound bites. But what you can do is at work or even if you're having a career-related discussion with anyone, just be conscious of the sentences you're saying, even record yourself and then pick out those little sound bites. And that would be short text for LinkedIn too. Great. Love it. What about something like a tip or a hack? Depends on how long it is. I would consider the tip or the hack to be a short or a long update just based on how many steps there are. Great. And let's talk about this a little further because when I looked back prior to this little exercise, when I looked back at our top performing posts, those were usually tips, usually like hacks. And longer. And longer. Yes. That's what Mm -hmm. I love about LinkedIn is I don't have to fuss like Instagram with like getting the image perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. This one got 61 likes, 16 comments, and it was this, I have a trick for making Mondays enjoyable. 
And no, it's not finding the job of your dreams, although that does help. My concept is simple. No meetings or calls on Mondays. Zero. I made this a hard rule for 2020 and it's completely, oop, typo. It's completely transformed my week. Typo. <laughs> we have a typo. We. Oh my gosh. Instead of Sunday scaries. And it doesn't and, matter. That's the great thing. Yes. Instead of Sunday scaries and scrambling to prep for calls, I prioritize my tasks, make headway on looming projects and get energized for the week. I'm now one of those people who loves Mondays. And the post goes on. A tip. Very yeah. simple. And did you see, you scrolled down a little. Look at how many people. It reached like 3,600 people. Yes. Which is, that's also really important to look at is it's not just about the engagement at all. In fact, it's about engagement in proportion to the amount of views that your post got. So don't feel like if you've got 10 likes on a post, that doesn't mean that it's a failure. If you got 10 likes on a post and 10,000 people saw it, maybe reconsider your strategy. But if you got 10 likes on a post and 100 people saw it, that's a 10% engagement rate. That's pretty good. So that gives you kind of a baseline or a benchmark for comparing other posts. I have one more example. This wouldn't fall under a tip or a hack, but this would be something that like, it's kind of like a business reflection, but also humor. Humor has done very well for us. So this is 99 likes, 30 comments. 4,500 views, and it goes like this. Say yes to opportunities. By the way, I should say before I read the rest of this post, notice how we've developed like a style. We have like a bit of a headline and an emoji. A hook. A hook, yeah. Uh, we have found that that works really well on LinkedIn, so you might want to try that as well, either the hook or the emoji or both. You can Because then it forces it. people to click read more, and that counts as a click, which is a form of engagement on LinkedIn. So the more you can get people to click down and expand, the better. What do you know? Another best practice. Follow them today. Follow them today. Don't so forget the to tell people to DM you. Yeah. So the post goes like this, uh, but don't DM me, please. Um, enough people already do that. It goes like this. I got my first podcast sponsor. This one's about the podcast. It's a scrotum cleansing wash called Ballsy. Not a joke. Some people might say, no, I don't want to be publicly associated with testicles, but oh no, not me. <laughs> I can't believe we wrote this. Opportunities multiply. This one sponsorship is proof that I'm worthy of sponsoring. And who knows where that could lead next? Let your imagination run wild. Okay, now you can laugh about balls. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag content marketing. Hashtag sponsorship. There you go. 4,500 views of the post. 99 likes, 30 comments. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Humor yeah, has its role within our brand. Yeah. And, and I think being authentic too, right? Being like, authentic. And yeah. so don't try to be funny if you're not funny. Be nice if you're nice. Humor happens to be, you know, kind of playful sarcasm and balls. You know, those well, are all I think very it's, on I mean, it's like, for us. I think it's like honesty. I don't think it's necessarily about humor. I think it's more about honesty and not being worried about what other people think. That's how I interpret that post. I remember being a little scared to post it to be honest. Huh? I was like, I can't believe I'm putting... Of all places, I'm putting this on LinkedIn. Yeah, it took balls to post that. <laughs> so to round off this discussion, do we have any other tips? Like this has been kind of cool because we've let people in on our little workshopping, live workshopping. We didn't prepare for that. No. Always do this. I will always do this to me. Put you on the spot. I'm like, <laughs> God. do it. Ugh. So I think the greatest recommendation I could make is to alternate the types of posts that you're publishing on LinkedIn. So do short text, 
long text, an image or a link, and a question. Go through those four different types and then vary up your topics, vary up what you're saying. And really like every month, look back and look at the engagement rate. See how many people engaged out of the amount of people who actually saw the post. You will get a percentage when you divide engagement by the impressions. And then from there, you can start figuring out what did really, really well and what didn't do well and start testing it even more and getting clarity over what your audience actually wants from you. Great idea. Great idea. As you can see, I don't have much to contribute because you write most of the posts on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. (laughs) But I think you would say it's a little bit different than writing content for other social media platforms. Yeah, I think there's a much higher like quality factor, which is probably why it's so intimidating. But I like that, that you can't just post a joke or I mean, I guess you could you could do anything. But posting a meme isn't necessarily going to spark a conversation on LinkedIn in the same way that it would on Instagram. And I like that drawing from personal experience and learning moments is gonna hit a bit better on LinkedIn. Yes, that works really well for us. I think a lot of our listeners are small businesses, individual personal brands, or even startups, etc. So, you know, some of these things that we've been trying um, have worked well for us. We've shared some of those. We would love for you to also experiment. That's the main thing is that we can't tell you what to post and guarantee that it's going to be successful. Everyone's audience is slightly different. So it's your responsibility to try, maybe it's four different post types. And hopefully you've gotten a few of those from our conversation today. But the whole thing is to try different things. Don't be too upset or hard on yourself if one thing falls flat. Yep. You didn't have time to show today, but I have lots of posts that haven't done well. I remember talking to Catherine Gladwin. What was that, episode 81 with Catherine? Yeah, I think it was around there. Yeah, it was around there. And we had her on to talk about engagement on LinkedIn if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. She's hilarious. But she'll, we showed one of her top performing recent posts. But she also, you know, she had said, I have some that don't do that well. You know, it's the more you do it, the more you fail, the more you succeed, the more you learn about your audience, you know what they want, you make decisions around that, mm-hmm. which I think is really good advice. So get experimenting and let us know how it goes. You know where we can continue the conversation. Hashtag brand therapy. I'm at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. And if you enjoyed this episode or any episode that you've joined us for, we would love for you to take a few seconds right now. Before you forget, go over to the iTunes store and leave us a review. Five star, five star. That helps other people discover this podcast that we work very hard to make. I think that covers it. Happy posting. Happy posting. Let us know how it goes. We'll continue the conversation and we'll see you back here for another episode of Brand Therapy. See you then. 